welcome to the Carmen Murray Show, where we have conversations about 21st century business and culture. Here in the Murray Den, we'll open a window into a world of things that intrigue and inspire. Share stories of excitement, hope, bravery, courage, and resilience. And now, from the Solid Gold Studios, let's level up, lean in, and get Murray with your host, Carmen Murray, as we let curiosity lead us down new paths. Hey, 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 Future Fit Tribe, welcome back to another episode, and you are in the Murray Den today, and as you all know, in the Murray Den... I sit down with guests that fascinates me and I let my curiosity lead me down amazing paths so I can learn more in life. And I am super excited because today we have one of the world's best astrologists in the house and it has taken over a year for me to have her here. We've got Anita Noy-Smith, who is also been trained by one of the top astrologists in the world, and I'm going to let her tell the story. But Anita, welcome. Thank you, gorgeous. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Oh, well, we're going to have lots of fun. And I think um, it's going to be a very interesting topic because I, I think it's a hush-hush topic that's happening a lot underground, but a lot of people are not really talking about it openly. Right. And, and there's a reason for that. Oh, yes. No, we know. And we're going to yeah. dig into that reason very, very soon. So many begin in the beginning. So I, I recently watched the David Letterman show and mm. he was interviewing Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. She was talking about, you know, when she came out that she was gay and, you know, her whole career just plummeted and it went all bad and, and so forth. Yeah. And she was living in this neighborhood. And one of the children came across and knocked on the door and said, listen, you have to come to our house. Our mom wants to see you. And she was like, what for? They're like, my mom's got a message from you. She's an astrologer and she wants to share something with you. And she was like, well, she's got nothing to lose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she went, did a reading and predicted that she's actually going to land this show that she has today, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Right. And it was like months just before it happened. Right. She now, every year, she sees this astrologer every single year so that she can get her reading. And there's a lot of celebrities out there, and I know that Absolutely. you work with them. So um, what I wanted to, to ask you is, what is astrology actually? Mm, sure. That's a very deep question, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. The quickest way I can explain it is that if we look up, and imagine a photograph of the heavens at the famous moment of your first breath. Mm. That then embodies, if you like, your entire life. So there was a guy called Hermes Tris Majestes. He was the guy that started up Hermeticism. And he's not only did he, one of his most famous sayings say, knowledge is power. That's his quote. The other is, as above, so below. Mm. So it's only really in medieval astrology, which is a period in history where everything we do is mathematical and there's a set of rules that goes with all the different types of math, whether it be logarithms, arithmetic, um, geometry. So depending on what 
mathematics you're looking at, you apply different rules. And when you combine the math and the rules, it's called delineation. So I'm not allowed to be psychic. I'm not allowed to be intuitive. I have to follow the rules. Mm. In fact, my teacher, whose name is Robert Zoller, says that, you know, this abstract art we follow is a triangle. He says astrologers sit at the top because we in the art of timing. Wow. He said psychics are to the left and numerologists are to the right. And he said anyone who wants to be taken seriously in the world and to understand what's really going down needs those three. So psychics cannot tell time. Mm, Numerologists kind of have it. But astrology, I think, out of everything is one of your most complex because everything we do, as I keep saying, is then applied, mathematics is applied and then the different rules. So the medieval period was a period in history that eventually led to the Renaissance period. But basically around zero, the Greeks began to destroy astrology because Everything, if you go back to ancient cultures, whether it be the Egyptians, the ancient Arabs, the I mean, I can just carry on. Mm. Everything was applied and astrology was at the key of it. In fact, it was the key. It was the what they call the greater uh, religion is Gnosticism. And at the basis of Gnosticism sits astrology, which is why, why 12 disciples, why not 13? They're 12 signs, they're 12 hours by day, but 12 hours by night, they're 12 months in a year. And science agrees that our body grows in 12s. Our body, uh, brain is fully developed by 12. Our body is fully grown, wisdom, teeth and all at 24. And so the medievalists would say your fate is delivered from 25. So all, all these ancient cultures really understood the essence of astrology. Then the Greeks destroy it. By 500 AD, there's no astrology anymore. The Arabs come into Europe, and around 700s, they really start revising. They find these ancient artifacts buried in deserts, etc. And by the Renaissance, everything's based in astrology again. That is the most fascinating story. I'm yeah, I, I I mean, like something that just really resonated with me is this whole thing about everything being interconnected. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I was actually explaining this to somebody I spoke to yesterday. Is like if you think about your lungs and you take a leaf, yes, uh, the veins, and it looks exactly like it looks in the lungs, and it both takes yeah. air. Your brain looks like a walnut because people eat food now according to, to what it looks, looks like, like to I feed know. different organs, and so. This whole Hermes Trismegistes, he had 12 disciples, apparently was born on Christmas Day. You know, he was big. I mean, there's still some of his remaining artif- uh, artifacts still left that I've studied. He's my dude. Eh? I love <laughs> <Hermes>. <laughs> well, I definitely want to go and read up on that because, you know, I, I must say it's like um, just to, to be um, transparent, I went to go and see a astrologist uh, a year ago mm. or just over a year ago and I was quite fascinated I didn't really know what to expect and then it started actually coming into fruition and I was like oh, 
This mm. is very, very interesting. And I read a, a mag, um, an article in the Harper's Bazaar. Right. And they were talking about we are entering the age, um, 21st century of sorcery. And something that they said that really, really struck me was this. We're all seeing life coaches because we're so overstressed. Absolutely. And what is the first thing that we learn? Is mantras. And we're learning, um, you know, affirmations. affirmations. And all these things that we have to say, which is chanting. Which yes. is which is a form of chanting. And um, I, I was reading this magazine and, you know, she starts off, I can't remember who the journalist was, and she starts off very not sure where she's going to end with this article. You could just <laughs> like feel it in the beginning and she was completely convinced by the end of it. Right. That started like triggering like a lot of questions because everybody that you come across that of certain beliefs will say to you, oh my gosh, it's witchery, um, you, it's ungodly, it's demonic, it's this. Well, How- they're just uneducated because they haven't learned that actually all religions come out of Gnosticism, known as the greater religion. And who were the three wise men if they weren't Zoroastrian Arab astrologers come mm. to find the new Messiah? Who were the 12 disciples if they don't represent one of each signs of the signs, hours, months? I mean, you know, these people are uneducated and they have no idea of the power that exists in this ancient traditional astrology called, in my system, the medieval system. Because I can quote all these dudes we study and how they've waged wars, or every king, every queen, every pope had their own astrologer. <laughs> every, wow. I mean, to this day, presidents have it, but they hide it. Kings, queens have it, but they hide them. I mean, John Dee was Elizabeth I's astrologer. He was also an alchemist, and he came up with a concept of colonialism. And so he got Elizabeth I to colonize the world. That was a medieval astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, a very dangerous topic in this country. Well, I'm just trying to put the record straight here. <laughs> but, you know, this is, this is really fascinating. What I want to understand is what are, you talk about medieval astrology. What is, is there modern astrology then as well? Oh, yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> okay, so around about the 1800s, a guy called Alan Leo, and he happened to be a Leo as well, oh, wow. started pu- uh, publishing sun sign astrology, that nonsense you read in newspapers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I hate to say I used to write for, and I refuse now. <laughs> So, you know, my teacher told me to mend my wicked ways and get back to the old authentic ways. <laughs> I mean, I was seriously wrapped over the knuckles. But modern astrology is psychobabble. It, um, it focuses on your sun sign, whereas in the medieval period, which is a historical period that really starts emerging from the 700s onwards, and we cut off our studies around the 1600s. We don't study past that. Hmm. Because the modern era of astrology has changed the face of astrology. How can you take tw- 7 billion plus people and divide them into 12? It's not it, possible. It's not possible. So the medieval ancient systems all look at your birth time as your key, key factor. This is why I work with so many American clientele. 
they go to their birth certificates. By law, their time of birth is on it. I say, go to your birth certificate. I want that minute of birth time. Because then I can be deadly accurate. Deadly. Because the, the birth time of whether it is a company seated in Pretoria or whether you anywhere in the world you register a company, I get that registration date like I would get a birth time, place, and date of birth from somebody, I can predict what's going to happen, applying the rules. That is just fascinating. So, Mathematically. So, mathem- so, so okay, so everything works on, on mathematics. So mm. now what I want to understand is, I think when um, off air, we, we had a, a very brief discussion um, bef- just to get you on air. <laughs> 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 and you mentioned that it is a very popular practice for businesses to, to make use. Oh, yeah, to, a huge amount of business. In South Africa? Yeah. Really? So oh, how yeah. would they use you? Well, they'd call me in. I would um, play out an HR function. Uh, if they want to employ anyone new and they've got three candidates, I tell them which one to go with. Wow. Um, if there's, uh, if they're going to do a marketing and sales uh, push, um, I'll give dates and times of when to do that. And I guarantee results. You see, that's the difference between psychics and numerologists. We know exactly when, what minute to launch something to maximize its potential. My goodness, you and I are going to have a lot Mm -hmm. of fun. Oh, yeah. And you know what? You're actually touching on something that I have been trying to... It's been percolating and it's been breathing in and out of me for the past two years. Mm. Is this thing about astrology marketing. It's a real thing. Mm. It's a real thing. It actually exists. And there's a study, I think, by Harvard Review. Um, They they did a a study on it, and they actually said that people use it for their customer relationship management, where they know exactly at what time, when they need to send information to people, when will they be receptive to that kind of information. Exactly. I mean, for me, it just sounds like a lot of work. Cartier is big on that. Is it? Yeah, yeah. One of my next-door neighbors, when I first started studying astrology 32 years ago, came to me and she said, Cartier employed me because of my horoscope. And she explained the whole, this was Cartier uh, in Europe, and they were uh, opening up in America. She's an American. And um, they looked at her horoscope. They got handwriting from her. And I think they used a um, numerologist as well. And with the, the help of those three disciplines, she then got the job to launch Cartier in America. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. And it's been going down for a long time. It's just that companies, I mean, I'm sworn to secrecy, mm. you know, but you know one or two of my clients, you know, who have big businesses. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine because um, there's a few companies that I'm currently dealing with. So, so just to give you a little bit of context about what I do. So I work a lot with data science and through data science, data birth and all of that kind of stuff, we can establish that yeah. uh, that pattern. And just doing, I, I know that this is something that you're not um, fond of, is, but, but just looking at generic behavior, um, you know, mm. um, uh, characteristics 93 in the study 93 percent of people relate to the astrology sign even if they're not 
believers of astrology. Right. Now, that to me is a very profound insight. So no. there must be truth there. Absolutely. I'm not uh, taking away sun sign astrology, but I am saying birth time, i.e. twins, mm-hmm. your birth time separates you from your twin because you can't possibly be born at the, taking the breath on the same minute and second. Two minutes can make a difference between people. So what separates 100 million people born on the same day as you might be is your birth time. And let me explain why. The ancient Greeks, Neoplatonists, which I study at length, the Egyptians, the Sumerians, all of them looked at that moment of first breath. Alexander the Great had an astrologer present at his birth. That's a fascinating story. But they believed that your soul, which is the free part of yourself, which has got a spiritual component came in from the eastern horizon at the moment of your first breath, guarded by its guardian angel, guided to where the body is. The body is fated. And think of it in pure science, genetics, is that it would inherit for at least seven generations. Now, that's the other magical number, wow. is seven. So, And that's in the Torah, it's in the Old Testament, it's in the Arabic works, it's in... So the body is fated, but the soul is free. And at first breath, the soul arriving from the eastern horizon, at first breath, the, the abstract merges with the physical fated. Hopefully they're going to live together happily. What is horoscope? Horo, H-O-R-O, comes yeah. from the Latin word which means hour. So your hour scope. Ah. Okay. Horoscope. So, in some people's cases, they have a horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you if you came in the wrong eastern side or western <laughs> side, you got a Correct. problem. <laughs> Seven generations down. There you yeah, go. yeah. You embody all that energy. I mean, I'll give you a quick little story. I had a, a client come to me with her nine-month-old baby. She was distraught. She sat down. She said, I'm told you understand fate and how the stuff is passed down through generations. She said, my great-grandfather murdered the eldest son of the next-door neighbor. Um, He was arrested and put in jail and all that. But she says, every generation has lost the eldest son now. And this is my eldest son. I can't bond with him. Is he going to (gasps) die? I mean, it's just, I mean, I was riveted. I was rocked into my chair. So, I mean, that was a heck of an interesting thing because we can delineate length of life. So interesting. I mean, like, I, um, something that's really been eating at me is this, I've been watching a lot of documentaries and, you know, a lot of stuff is coming out of the past and that mm. we, we've never known before. And one of the documentaries was um, referring to a lot of, you know, things that were burnt and scrolls that were burnt by politicians and, and so forth. And I, so much division. I, and this is the thing that's really a hard pull for me to swallow is we're currently living in a, in an outraged culture where everybody is so aggressive and religions are separating us and mm. instead of unifying us. And then you, 
you know, we are known now in the woke era and all of the t- all of the times we have the Me Too movement, Me Too advertising movement, we have all of these things happening and we say, okay, right, who decided at that on some point in time that we as women have no role to play in this in this world? Um, and why did this happen? And why? And it, it's it's and this is where my questioning started going towards religion because in religion it's always male related. You never ever hear them talk about a female. So for me, that is something I'm still trying to to figure out. But it's something that's not sitting well with me. Let, mm. let me put it, be honest. And it's 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 not a um and I think this is the the thing is like I, I find it very hard when people are judgmental, not open to listen to other other sides of the story. Mm. And history has happened, um and you can't you can't ignore it. And I think rather than being um completely um vacuous, try and understand other people's points of views and try and experiment with things that you can learn and not adopt somebody else's values. In ancient times, the priests were the men. And then they had the seer in the temples, hmm. and those were women. So they were your psychics, intuitives, and so were protected by the men. You know, if if we don't separate men and women, and we begin to see them as yin and yang, we can live happily ever after. My teacher always says, men and women don't get each other. Only 23% of the time will they actually get each other. And traditionally, women find men um, disgusting and men find women irritating. <laughs> it's just the way it's always going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is hysterical. Um, you keep on referring to your teacher. I think Jenna Clifford told me um, and then… Uh, Robert Zoller. Robert yeah. Zoller. He predicted 9-11 two years before it happened. Sure. Said where it would happen, what month it would happen. <gasps> And then laid it at the bush's feet and told the bush, he called the house of bush, to win, uh, to um, mend their wicked ways. He loves telling people that. Wow. Mend your wicked ways. You know? There you go. And he um, basically said it was about oil and um, war. And that right after that, wars would erupt. All of it. It's on my website. Discovery Channel then made a, um, they called him the new Nostradamus. Uh, did a whole video on him and his prediction. But it's all on my website, you know, his works. And you can go to um, virginastrology.com and that's where Absolutely. you can find all the information. Yeah. But was Nostradamus also an astrologist? Yes, he was. He was the French Queen's astrologer, I think, in the 1400s. And um, he lost his wife and three children in the Black Plague. He was also a medical doctor of the time. And he was distraught after that um, and started making up potions. And he would then start seeing visions of, you know, what was to come in the world. I want to talk to you about, like, the moon, right? Mm, many man geplaat. <laughs> For for our international audience, I'm bothered by the moon. Um, I actually had had um, had the privilege to interview Adriana Marais, one of the ladies that's um, one of the finalists to to go to Mars. Um, or she was shortlisted as the top 100. Right. And um, 
I asked her, do you believe in astrology or do you believe in that? She says, not so sure, but I, but the whole mood thing that comes with the moon, totally. And if you think about it, if the moon can move the ebb and flow of the ocean. Damn right. We were 70% water, so surely. Absolutely. 78%. 78%. Yeah. In my case right now. <laughs> let me just take a sip and whoopee. And, and women te- carry more water than men in their bodies. And that's I mean, I'm more emotional. That's right. And when you go back to the sort of alchemical stuff, all the reasons behind the reasons, um, they talk about the sun as the king and the moon as the queen. They even appear to be the same size, hence eclipses, um, from Earth's perspective. So um, 60% of people are born at full moon. Wow. 60%. Most animals drop their young at full moon. Oh my All word. the lights are on, so it minimizes the danger. That is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I can talk, you, talk to you at length around the menstrual cycle of a woman, which is governed by that 28. I would love to go there. Can we go there? Yeah. Let's sure. go there. <laughs> <laughs> so a woman's traditionally is between 25 and 28 days cycle. Um, if a woman, for example, menstruates, uh, because in ancient times, menstruation was at full moon, because there's blood around, wild animals, oh, you know. like a shark in the water. <laughs> 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 and you can be hunted. So you needed the lights on. I've noticed when women are having trouble um, conceiving a child, that if I get their menstrual cycles back to full moon, it's so much easier. How would you do that? Well, you can manipulate that through, you know, taking um, some chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> like the pill. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm petrified of the pill. Yeah, well, you know, you can take it for two weeks, start menstruating at a certain full moon, which is going to be on Friday, by the way. Um, and, and then there's a rhythm... It's like the body kicks back into its ancient, ancient way of its ancient rhythm. I love that. And is this maybe why I'm a misfit because I was born in the day? No, there's a big thing around whether you're born diurnally, day, daytime, or nocturnally, nighttime. And the Arabs were big on this and something called the Fidaria, which means continuous astrology. People that are born by day belong to the world. People that are born after sunset to before sunrise are family people. They belong to families and they're generally very powerful within their families. Family like businesses. Like, you know, taking care of family. So the way we develop is also different. So if you're born by day, the sun, your sun sign rules you for the first 10 years. If you're born by night, the moon rules you for the first nine years. These things are fascinating. Yeah. You must see when I take people through um, these, the Fidarias, these different when the different planets start kicking in at what ages major changes happen in their life at each one of those changes 
So when you when you with a client, for example, um, and we're going to do a little experiment uh, just now with me. Mm. Oh, guys, do not judge me. Whatever's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to prepare beforehand. So okay. we've got to have a five-minute break. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We'll open the bubbly. We, we've got some bubbly so I can just handle what's coming my way. <laughs> but um, I, I, I wanted to tell you an interest, interesting story. One of my friends is Native American, so very much in the tradition of the, the moon, um, the spirit, animal, astrology is very important. And mm. she, with full moon, like she recognizes it. She does this little rituals and, and stuff. And one of the things that she does, um, she obviously sages her home and she does a cleanse because it's the new beginning and all of that. Mm. But she also dances naked in under the moon. This I is, is the most beautiful. Yeah, this is Wicca. These are oh, the witches. Is this a witch? Oh, she's a proper witch. <laughs> she's a proper witch. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. Now I'm going to get, sl- oh my goodness. And yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, because she just told me that. And I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. But I didn't ask her too many questions. Right. It was obviously not something. Do you really get witches? Like, is it like, what, what type of. Well, wickers are, um, they follow, it's like a religion. Uh, they follow um, a way of thinking. They're very close to nature. Everything is about integration between nature and the heavens. And uh, full moon is a big one. Is it like paganism? Like, yes. Like that kind of thing? Yes. Ah, oh, I can see in your face. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, you see, this is why it's called the Murray Den. These are all the things where we learn, even if they make us uncomfortable. <laughs> we need to learn so we can actually learn to appreciate each other in life. Mm. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. And then I'm going to go get the bubbly. Oh, Excellent. Oh, you're up for that. <laughs> and then I need to give you, I need to give you... Date, time and place of birth. Okay, so we've got um, two glasses of champagne and um, Anita went to go and do her exercise and we're going to cheers. There you go. I don't know what's coming my way. Over to you, Anita. Okay, let me show you how we begin to look at that birth time as the front door key, the foundation to what you've inherited for at least seven generations, um, what your body looks like, how, your makeup, etc. Now, the constellation of stars rising at the east at that first breath is Virgo. So you want to think of the sign as, of Virgo as the foundation to your entire life. Okay. So what is Virgo? Virgo is known as a mutable, meaning changeable, earth sign. Anything to do with earth is practical, tangible, physical, tactile, Mm -hmm. sensual. So the five senses generally are heightened. You can either see well, taste good, feel good, you know, smell good, hear good. So it's a sensual energy coming with mutability, changeability. There are times that you can be very out there and then there are other times that you just want to be in your own room, right? So true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mutable means that it's, it's an outward and inward moving process. Outward in that you're action-driven. Get the job done, make it happen. And then inward, you need time to reflect. Otherwise, you can burn out. The kind of things that come with Virgo is you cannot touch gluten. 
because your body is hypersensitive to anything that grows on a sheath. The virgin, the symbol in the skies, is her carrying wheat, doesn't have her eating it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know. So I've noticed with all my clientele, the minute there are Virgo energies in the horoscope, they are seriously gluten intolerant. And diet is key because you see Virgo actually rules then small and large intestines in the body. So if anything is going to go wrong, it'll be intestinally in the stomach, digestive systems. Wow. And you can't help knock out of that from a psychological as well as physiological perspective. Um, there's anxiety at the core of your nature. It's The anxiety is connected to worrying about perfectionism because most Virgo, Virgoan, Virg, Virgin, Virgo the Virgin, um, is this need for purity, refinement, perfectionism. It then, if not attended to, can lead to obsessive-compulsive. Wow. <laughs> Where you check the bloody front door key, even though you've locked it. Uh, exactly. Ten times. But I'm writing down all the things so mm -hmm. I can repeat to the audience. Yep. Okay. The mutability in Virgo is also um, because behind this anxiety actually sits the terror, according to your horoscope, of losing control. You would prefer, because the, the control factor, uh, I'll give you a little key word there, Saturn, um, is also in Virgo. So you go into like older people, Saturn rules old, wise, wisdom. It's sat in the behind-the-scenes positioning, so a lot of your work is done behind the scenes, whilst you gather knowledge, information, ultimately where you're taking control, and you're able to disseminate knowledge, information, and understanding. That's the first step. And I can talk all day about it. And not only that, but you um, can forge strategic alliances, partnerships, and relationships that aren't just lo local, but also global. And that's going to get stronger starting the age of 40 onwards. Yes! This is 40 to 51. <laughs> I think you've just hit that age, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I've got your date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fidaria, which I was talking about, this time period takes over from 40. Now, as this period takes over, let me tell you, this is not going to be an easy year. So don't even 2019. try... Are we talking 2019? Birthday to birthday. Oh. So 22nd of June to 22nd of June next year. It's a hard-working, tough process in order to get the job done. I think I need more champagne. Okay, we'll get you. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so bad year. Uh, not a bad year. Hard-working, difficult. So you might find that you become more anxious there can be sleeping disorders. Um, uh, you have an inability to relax. Uh, a lot of your work is done behind the scenes, so to speak. 
So you'd be very good at research and uncovering and discovering information. Now let me get to the most important. That's the foundation. And I skipped to kind of sneaking in some of the predictions for the year going forward. It's an 11-year cycle you've just entered. This goes through to 51. It's hard working. There's a health issue I need to talk to you, but I'll talk to you about behind the scenes about this. It's not, um, you know, we shouldn't air, air these okay. things. Yeah. Um, so the second point that we now look at is looking at what we call the primary motivation. In other words, what? In other words, which planet rules Virgo, and that's you in the horoscope, not your sun sign. Wow. And that planet stands for you in the horoscope. And that's Mercury. And where do I find Mercury in your horoscope? In in Cancer. I was wondering why you are mentioning Virgo, Merc- Saturn, Vir- and where's Cancerian? Because I'm Cancerian. Well, you see, everyone does that. You but see? the only Cancerian energy that is factoring into your personality at this point is... Mercury in the sign of cancer. So your primary motivation is to rise up in the world, create a business, deal with the emotional nurturement of people through your business where you disseminate knowledge and information. Mercury is the knowledge, the ability to think, talk, tell, teach, train, communicate, And Virgo wants to refine and disseminate information. So you're going to do that with a lot of um, passion because cancer is quite a warm, bubbly, passionate energy. I notice how you laugh loudly and you express (laughs) yourself and you laugh easily. And this is how you – so you're born to communicate in a business to the world. What does that mean, like in boardrooms? one-on-one in boardrooms it can be exactly what we're doing now podcasts it, it can be where you set up training modules so it's all about you see mercury is the archetype of communication so it's all about think talk tell teach train communicate express mercury in cancer is highly intuitive you can pick up things you can particularly if you're reflecting you know that in art thing of Virgo where, you know, you're just running on the trot on one level, but on another level you're pulling back, you're reflecting, you're thinking, you're intuiting, and you get it. I bet you get a lot of aha moments. A lot. Yeah. Like a lot a day. There we go. It's like thoughts are flashed into your mind. Mm. It's very overwhelming though. It can be. Yeah, it's very hard. Mm. The third part that we really look at in terms of trying to understand who you are as a personality now is looking at the what the ancient Egyptians worked with and think of it as the helper energy. In other words, what's going to help you meet that primary motivation? And once you've met the primary motivation, i.e. you've got a business, you're communicating, you're in the communications industry, you're teaching, training, talking, telling disseminating knowledge now what else and what else is going to help you or what is going to help you and that's the Saturn so actually 
if I have to just fast forward without explaining myself too much, you're actually just now at 40 through to the age of 51 hitting a key, key period of where your work will come um, come up and out and into the world. Wow. Couldn't have happened before 40. You might have been in preparation around it. Yeah. I think it was Salvador Dali who adored women from the age of 40 onwards. <laughs> he said he wanted a few wrinkles <laughs> because they come into their sexual power. Oh, my. You see? The <laughs> there comes the, the lamb in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and the what, the lioness and the bear and what, what, what. Exactly. So what's going to help you meet your primary motivation is Saturn. It's a tough energy. But you've got to be ordered, disciplined, controlled, structured. Mm-hmm. You've got to work from behind the scenes. You've got to make strategic alliances and partnerships. And you've always got to find a way whereby your work makes money. Fi- you know, financial abilities kick in with this planet. Alongside partnerships, relationships, strategy, and organization. A tall order, but that's going to help you be really well recognized in the world because you're born at midday. That's when the sun is at the zenith, and anyone born at midday or thereabouts demands recognition in the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. So with that comes, I mean, it doesn't make you a king in the world. Because your sun sign, your sun um, is in a feminine sign, Cancer, um, but it's at the zenith of the horoscope. So it's going to give you a lot of recognition in the world. Will you be the top podcast person on the planet? Not necessarily, but you absolutely will uh, do everything I've just been able to say. You'll be perhaps coming second. (laughs) (laughs) I like the sound of that (laughs) That's a good good, good start Okay, so I'm going to give you my feedback And see how accurate you've been Okay Something you don't know about me And now I have to divulge this to the audience But I'm going to say So I've lost 30 kilograms Wow Um, I had polycystic ovary syndrome The polycystic Ovary syndrome has made me gain a tremendous amount of weight. And from gaining the weight, the cyst just started getting worse uh, and worse and worse. No. So I went for a gastric lap band. Wow. Okay. That's that cancer nobody... rules the stomach. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I went for a gastric lap band. Um, and I had to go for that. And that's how I lost 30 kilos over three years um which is is basically just controls the way that i eat Mm. Um, i can only eat in small portions very interesting thing also in terms of anxiety i feel it in my stomach i always call it um a grunte soap there's certain people when they when they're around me i can't explain it to a normal human being but there's certain people when they're around me i feel like a grunte soap, like a that anxiety turning in my stomach the whole time. It just a green on, soup. Like yes, it just like turns, and that feeling. All uh, I've learned to recognize this is a person I should stay clear from. Mm. I suffer from severe anxiety. Oh dear. 
But um, I started morning routines and I'm working with coaches and business routine coaches. Routine your friend with yeah. Virgo. You need routine. And that I started with those routines. And every time, the weirdest <sighs> thing is, is when I don't do these routines, it really disrupts my whole day. Mm. And I've noticed that. Obsessive compulsive, I have become that. I've never been that before. So I would like literally check the whole house before I go to bed. And then again, I would then wake up out of bed and then I'll oh, go and check no. all the gates. And it's funny that you mentioned that specific example because I wouldn't have connected to it if it was a different example. Losing control, I, I I'm hate. I'm in the zone, baby. I'm I, picking you. I'm feeling you. I <laughs> don't like it. I, the thing with me is I'm quite of a rebel. Mm, I'll explain that um, rebellious side in a minute. I'm very rebellious. And it's. I feel that I am the voice of the people. And I feel that I came on into this planet to serve people. Mm. And I don't like it when people put me in boxes. So it's a very big thing for me. Losing control when in, in my work environment, I'm a perfectionist, which also Absolutely. causes my anxiety. And yes. I want to uh, I want to check everybody's work. I want to see what they're doing. If I'm not happy, I'm very vocal about it, or I just drop you. Okay. Mm. Um, the interesting thing is you um, you don't know what I do for exactly like for a living, but I am in the marketing and communications arena, and I'm also all about customer experiences. And I'm building exceptional customer experiences because I come out of hospitality of serving people. Mm. Okay. How's that Mercury in cancer? There she goes. International partnerships is interesting because... It's coming in. Wait until you're 44. It's huge. I've started getting a taste of, of, mm -hmm. of it. Um, mm. But this year in particular... There's some interesting doors opening that I can't divulge at this point in time, but there's some big things happening in the underground. December onwards. December onwards. I, I, I hope that it, it comes to fruition. It will. The interesting thing as well is that with these international partnerships and stuff is that I have, I've worked overseas for many, many years, uh, for four and, over four oh, years. Really? I've built some meaningful uh, relationships. I've traveled, I think, about 40 countries speaking at international conferences across the globe. Wow. And through yeah, that, wow. I have a lot of those people starting to make contact with me and relationships reigniting, which nobody knows about, which is fascinating that you mentioned that. Mm. I do have sleeping disorder. Mm. I, I take medication for that. You wouldn't have known that. And something else that that you mentioned that not a lot of people know and the reason I'm saying this is that when people when I present myself to the world I'm very energetic mm. but at home I am the opposite the complete opposite even my husband's exactly the same we're very extroverted like crazy people in front of people but when we're at home we are homey bodies and we just want to be together and just like be quiet and it's the most deepest intelligent conversations happens exactly. in, in stillness. So you need both yeah. energies. You're born to experience both. Yeah. Well, this is so, this is so amazing because I think that that people, it's almost like there's an expectation of you always to be that same, mm. um, that same type of personality. Where I think like when you're out in the world and you're presenting yourself, you're exhausted by the time when you get home. You're just like, I've had enough now. Mm. I, the energy is drained. I just want to be me. Mm. Not that I'm not me, mm. 
but I'm, you know what I mean. It's just okay. like the energy is seeped out of me. Okay. Interesting thing is, I do a lot of training. I write training courses for a lot of um, in, well, now a few. You are Mercury and Cancer. That's your role in the world. You've got to disseminate, communicate, tell, talk, teach, train, communicate, write, publish. That's exactly what I do. And I actually am in the process of writing a book, which is also interesting. Perfect. So that's my legacy, I think. What else is there? Communication. I'm in the communication industry. I speak on stages. I there we um, go. communicate. I marketing. I think what, what disseminate. I read about 60 books a year on my, on my um, a subject of interest. I'm always reading stuff and then taking that information and then trying to create new stories out and of it. And you see now, I've only done three steps out of five on one-twelfth of your horoscope. Is that only one-twelfth? I haven't even got to finalizing the one-twelfth. Yeah, because I just... So what I'm seeing in front of me, guys, is like a circle. It looks... It, it really looks like mathematics. Like it's... It like truly is. Can, if, if I take a picture of this, yeah. will people know what it says? Like if somebody mm -hmm. really... Uh, an astrologer would. Oh, they can't harm me. Because <laughs> they will go... Oh, sure, but if I become famous, then, oh my God. Um, but but, but the, the interesting thing for me is, is that I do see merit in um, in this because there is a lot of truth and there's a lot of things that you, there's a few things that you never would have known, mm. especially the international stuff going on. Well, that's going to get much stronger. You see, we were, I was talking about the seer in the temple. You've got the signature of that. So it's going to give you added intuitive ability you can have dreams that are prophetic and you certainly have the ability while you're sitting and talking to someone to just get messages where it's downloaded. Does that make, does that make me psychic? Yes. Really? Yeah. But it's got to be worked on because that psychic ability is challenged by the helper energy. So the older you get better it will improve however if you willy-nilly then the psychic stuff it'll turn on you it becomes Cassandra and remember she was the sister of Troy boys Paris and what was his name Hector nobody believed her because she actually Zeus gave her the power of psychic ability and he said on one Provisor is you sleep with me and then she got it and she wouldn't sleep with him so then he said okay well then nobody's going to believe you so she could see and know everything Jeez, like, <laughs> who that was that that's Cassandra <laughs> <laughs> I'll read up on her uh, I wish we actually had more time I, I feel like I've been deprived but um, <laughs> but we'll definitely take this off air but how can people get hold of you I mean I, you can highly recommend it and I know a lot of celebrities I know a lot of highly influential people that work with you mm. How do they get hold of you? Because you've got a busy diary. I do, um, but my website is probably the best way to, that somebody can get to me. It's uh, virginastrology.com. And I'm sure if people got hold of you, you would um, send would on my telephone. Yeah. 
number for sure yeah. people can can reach out to me okay mm. cool so what we're going to do now is we are going to play a game and tradition mm. but the only thing is you're going to get the instruction now but you have to answer the questions in the opposite so if the answer if you know the right answers you're not allowed to give them you have to give the wrong answer <laughs> no 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 you're not doing this hello my cousins it's barry hilton here and welcome to the carmen murray show have I got something lacquer to show you? I've got a game that I've invented called Smart Ask. Yes, can you be a smart ask? I'm sure you can. Most of us are smart askers. But this game, it's quite simple. It's split up into six categories. There's nine cards on each category. Every card has six questions. The dealer chooses the question. And all you have to do is answer three questions correctly to win the game. Is that easy? Uh, well, all of the answers are in multiples of three. So let's get ready to play the game. On your marks, get it. Go. Where's that rhyme with Bry? Pardon? <laughs> That's what? Words that rhyme with Bry. Mm. Oh, no, heavens. <laughs> there are three words. Theatres in London. Theatres in South Africa. <laughs> you have to name three. Blau, geel, groen. Where? Mm. Blue, green, yellow. Okay, tabloids. <laughs> okay, those TV shows. Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't taken me completely out of my zone. <laughs> okay. Horror. Stop okay. it, Carmen. <laughs> Brands of whiskey. Um, red wine. <laughs> okay, currencies. Um, um, uh, wheat. <laughs> Gluten free. There we go. Awesome. This was such a pleasure. And um, guys, if you want to learn more about astrology, how it works, or you're just very curious or you want a reading, you can just either pop me an email or just go to virginastrology.com and we will get you guys in touch. But thank you so much for your time. That was very interesting. I learned so much. I want to learn more. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. Please take a moment to rate and share this episode with friends and colleagues who love customer experience and marketing just as much as you do. To connect with Carmen, visit CarmenMurray.com, where you will find links to her business services, future fit events, and biz community articles. Carmen Murray is CEO of Uya Modern Marketing Services that empower businesses to deliver premium customer experiences, B2B, B2C and B2B2C across all industries. Some of these services include research, CX strategy, persona development and customer journey mapping, CX audits, UX audits, and the connected marketer training in connected customer experiences, mobile, data management, and AI. You've been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.